Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Fire Good and His Good Boy Grant, Brian, Make Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, 17, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Blessed, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, Pumpkin Pie, Sir Scout and His Good Girl Ray, Ms. Tourmaline, S'more, Kinky Katie. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Hey, Rara. Yes, Dara. So you know how we usually do better when we're um, really, really, really tired? Yeah. And people seem to like it? Yeah. Well, I uh, we didn't kink last night. No. Nobody that went anywhere. So. Doesn't mean I slept. No, me neither. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I specifically stayed up really, really way past my bedtime. So that I would be a little like needing more coffee and being a little more slap happy. And I have already had one cup of coffee today. And then here is my double Frappuccino. There you go. 16 ounces of Frappuccino. Goodness gracious. I'm going to be hyped. Yeah. I mean, I didn't kink, but I did meet a kinky friend for a vanilla dinner. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Oh, that was fantastic. We, um, we closed down the place. Wow. We, okay, at one point, we, we just went to Cheesecake Factory because we were meeting up for dessert. And I went, well, dessert, uh, cheesecake. Of course. <laughs> so, dessert equals cheesecake. I understand. Right. Um, and we just, we talked. We met at 7.30. And we didn't leave the restaurant until like 11-ish. And they kicked your asses out, huh? No, they actually didn't. But we looked around and we went, where is everybody <laughs> What time did they close? Apparently, they were still open. Huh. Um, but it was fabulous. I mean, it's, it's, it's important, at least for me, as an extrovert. It is important to, um, I don't even know if the word, to uh, massage. That's not the word. My brain massage? Is not you want to My massage brain. the patrons? Like, Well, no, this is not a, she's not a patron. Okay, you want to. She's a friend. Um, to strengthen the kinky bonds. The kinky bonds in a vanilla setting. 
But no, that's you, not what I'm thinking. Okay, this but, is what happens because I'm tired. But kinky bonds <laughs> is like, come on. Yeah. No, I want to. I want to. She's sh- like, yeah, no. I want to strengthen the the ties that I have. See ties. With, yeah, See, you did it too. I know the ties that I have with people in the community beyond just scenes. Okay, fair enough. So um, we had a fabulous time. We talked kink stuff. We talked vanilla stuff. We talked TikTok because that's actually we met through TikTok. Okay, um, and just had a blast. And then I got home, and I thought, huh. Hair and makeup's done. So what should I do? Go live. No, I didn't go live. Oh. But I you did. recorded a bunch of videos. Yes. <laughs> okay. I knew it had something to do with TikTok. It was also Instagram. Oh, well. Um, so I yesterday drank with a bunch of coworkers mm-hmm. in the morning and then fucking passed out for the rest of the afternoon. There you go. There was a lot of drinking. No, I had fun. My landlord was over installing my new security cameras uh-huh which i'm so excited about not from a safety standpoint but i've got cameras in the house now so i can watch what my cat does when i'm not home yeah i watch what the dog does <laughs> dogs i have i have two i have one camera in like the dining room because that's where the little dog beds are right in front of the um back deck port uh door and they like to sunbathe so we put a camera there to keep an eye on them there we have a camera in the um front it's like it's my office area but it's like what would normally be considered like the formal living room Mm -hmm. and the uh, they just sleep on the couches when we're not there so like i just watch them sleep it's fascinating yeah i don't know what my cat i'm very curious to see what my cat does when we're not home sleep no well she's nocturnal she's very much nocturnal so it's very possible she's sleeping all day because then she plays at night you know how I know? Because she knocks things off. I just hear, every once in a while, I'll hear kaboom. <laughs> That's just her fat butt hitting the floor. No, nah, it's not her fat. I, I made the mistake I had gotten a new tumbler, and I left it out on my desk. How dare you? It was a gift. I, well, actually, it was a gift. I won a grand prize and got two boxes worth of goodies as my grand prize. So, oh, yeah, you should talk about that. Yeah. So this was um, a, a tumbler, and I just left it out on my desk. So this metal tumbler hit the floor at like three in the morning and I have tile floors. It was very loud. I bet it was. Sometimes she wakes me up because she knocks things off of the nightstand in my room. Well, stop keeping ping pong balls everywhere for her to just roll off the everything. No, I, it's it's a sign. That I have a little um, thing about bacon and she knocks that off all the time. I don't know why bacon is good. She needs to appreciate that. She also, listened. she played Jesus me the Christ. other day and made me think she hadn't had breakfast, and she had. So she got two breakfasts, which probably explains why she's so fat. She's a really good manipulator, isn't she? Oh, my God. I was convinced. This poor starving cat. I'm apologizing to her that she hadn't had breakfast. And I sent my son a nasty text going, you didn't, uh, you didn't reload the feeder, and the poor cat had no food. And he's like, Mom, I reloaded it two days ago. It's, it's full. Wow. She just totally snookered you. No, she played you. So if anybody ever wanted to know if cats are doms or subs, the answer is they're doms. They're manipulative little shits. They're they're dom they're brat doms. Absolutely. But they're doms. One hundred percent, yes. <laughs> um when I had two cats with my ex, the one would go, me, 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 me. Like that was her meow. It said it was sounded like me. And that was her signal for feed me. Oh, mine yells at me. Meow. 
This is why I have dogs now. Now you have now you have submissives with a praise kink. Oh yeah, with four legs. They're also um, they also have a food fetish. Yeah, yeah. My my dogs are very food driven. Motivated, yes. Oh my god, they will do anything. I literally okay. You know what I call their meds? Their morning meds? What treats? And they, I was like, hey, you want to treat? You want to treat? Literally, they come running if I don't give them their They're morning treat. meds because it is breakfast treat. They get this breakfast treat after breakfast every day. And if I don't give it to them, they put their little faces on my lap and go, where's my treat, mama? Where's my treat? Oh, you want your your medicine? I mean, treat? Yeah. Subs with a praise king. Yep. And a food fetish. Anyway, um, speaking of kinks. Yes. And, and this was, we're going to give Dara <laughs> the credit or blame, depending upon whether you like this episode or don't. Ooh. This was her idea, so. It was. It was. I mean, I've been talking about it for a while, but actually making an episode out of it was Rara's idea, and I can prove it. Do you have, roll the tape? Is, can yeah, you well, the tape? I don't know. Did you record the munch? Never. Oh, well then fuck. I don't have any proof. <laughs> so I have your witnesses. Really? Where are they? Let me see, huh? Hey, I don't see hey patrons. I don't see anybody. Patrons who were in last month's uh, 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 munchy thing on Zoom. Look. If you like the episode, it was my idea. No. If you hate the episode, it was Dara's idea. Other Remember, way around. No, no, no. I have the praise kink. You have the humiliation oh, kink. Oh, well, then that works. So it works. No, but praise humiliates me. So how does that even work? I'm crazy. I'm a crazy person. That's backwards. That's I know. ass backwards. I'm actually fully aware of how backwards and assery that is. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that came out. That was fine in my head. <laughs> That's how tired I am this morning. Okay, so I guess we'll just tell you since we're like eight minutes in, it's not that much of a record, but we already bored you with talk of our uh, pet children. Listen, so. I know on TikTok, oh, here she everybody, goes. everybody loves on TikTok like characters as um, kink characters, like Disney characters, what kink characters are Oh, I fucking love those. Or my, my friend Tear did what one. What coffee flavor are yeah, you depending friend, on your kink? My I friend love Tear those. did. So we just sort of did that. We talked about pets as kinksters. Okay. So technically we what are other following- kind of pets can we, we have? We are following the trend that they have on, on TikTok. That'd be a pretty good thing for people to post. This is my pet and this is what kind of kinkster it is. Yeah, I'm just saying we did, we, we, we were within kink- Bounce. Yeah. Yeah. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. I like how you did that. That was very aggressively compliant. I, well, that's why I'm a a bratty good girl. (laughs) Yet. Wait, what? Fuck. (laughs) I think I just had an aneurysm. I'm a bratty good girl. (laughs) I'm not going to break the rules, but I'm going to cop a hell of an attitude while I'm I'm following them. Does that make you a slither puff? And if you give me a loophole, I will take advantage of it. There's the Ravenclaw. Malicious compliance. That's what the word. Yes. I, that's why I'm a bratty good girl. Malicious compliance. Yes. Aggressively. Aggressively malicious. Very malicious. Very malicious. Heavy on the malicious. Petty, even. I can be. Yes. I can be. A I petty, know. I can be a petty bitch. Anyway. So I several years ago watched this documentary. I... I think they're interesting, whatever. But this one happened to be about kink. And I recently found out that there's a bunch of these. 
I didn't even know that. So we're going to have to like obviously go back and do more episodes like this. Yeah, let us know if you like this and we'll do more of it. Well, we've done similar. I mean, we did, we've reviewed movies. Mm-hmm. We did uh, the secretary. Yeah, don't, don't, I'm still secretary. haunted. I'm still haunted anytime. <laughs> I just recently was listening because <laughs> I go through other people's kink podcasts for ideas and to see what people are saying. And I just ran across one recently where they talked again about how Secretary showed the closest to reality. No, it fucking didn't. Of, of a kink relationship. No, it fucking didn't. Yeah, that's what I was screaming. I almost crashed the car because I was listening in the car. And oh. I almost, I almost crashed the car. I was so upset. You are no longer allowed to do that in the car. Okay, (laughs) because if you die because you were listening to a podcast that pissed you off in the car. Listen, if we had to worry, this goes away. If we had to worry about me dying every time I got pissed off, honey, I would be we'd be worrying all the time. (laughs) Remember, let's go back to petty bitch. Fair enough. (laughs) No, that's when you kill other people, not. Oh, remember, I, I technically would have if my car crashed into them. Okay, but you remember, this is why you have coffee. I do. So I'm going to drink the coffee and you go back to explanation. That's going to take another 12 minutes if I keep getting interrupted. Anyway. uh, Sorry. (laughs) We're on a roll. This is is it already. Is it a day ending and why? Does it make any difference in any other day? Not any. No. And you know what the best part is? We don't even have to be in the same room for the petty bickering. We do it through text. Uh, Yes. Well, also, like, we were doing it on Riverside. And we were trying to explain to the authors... That we were interviewing. Yeah, we're, um, this is just how we roll. I'm so, I apologize for not being professional in this interview. And they're like, no, this is awesome. We're very entertaining. We are. Well, we think we are. I don't know about anybody else, but we think we're entertaining. And that's all that really matters, right? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Here. Oh, my God, we agree. Cheers. Cheers. Coffee cheers. Don't Wait, spill the coffee. Clink. I, I'm not spilling it. I have a lid with a straw. I don't. Don't spill my coffee. Because mine is frozen. Well, that and that you're a child. You need it. It's your sippy cup. Hello, coffee sippy cup. Yeah. It's exactly where I got these. <laughs> I should put Kahlua in it. Ooh. Do you Ooh. have Kahlua? Because I will put Kahlua in there right now, and then you'll um, get a really interesting episode yes. out of me. Yes, I do. Okay. Excuse me. We'll be right back. Okay, well, it won't kick in for a little bit, but give me a minute. And we couldn't give you a lot because you're driving. Yeah, so so. I don't know how well this is going to work. We need to do one where we're like shit-faced. We do. Like yesterday, I got shit-faced. I can't remember the last time I got shit-faced because my choices are kink or drink, and I always pick kink. (laughs) Okay, that sounds like a game. Like, you know, the the smash or pass. It sounds like kink kink or drink. We need to do a drinking game called kink or drink. Oh, my God. Can we do that at our next? Um... We will make it happen. Oh, that's a thing. Okay, click, clink, clink, clink. But don't spill coffee. Okay. There you go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's actually. Subject? I told you it was going to take so long. <laughs> this is, I know this is normal, but Jesus Christ, we're like really. Yeah, sometimes even, even I am amazed at our ability to digress to. You made me cut 16 minutes out of a previous episode because we rambled for so long. It was bad. And we didn't have the time because oh. the episode was already super long. Fuck. <laughs> my contact just slipped out because I was rubbing my <laughs> eyes from 
Ow. Uh, oh, for real. That's not fun. Okay. No, I so, used to wear contacts. I, I sympathize. Oh, my God. I hate them. All right. Anyway. Okay. So on today's episode of Rara and Dara cannot get to the point. No, never at all. Okay. Here. I did it. I smacked myself so you didn't have to. Okay. You took away my fun. I did. You don't ever let me hit you. No, I do not. You're mean. Yes, I am. Are we going to get to the point? I don't know. I like how I smack myself and Rara gets sad, but I smack <laughs> her I and get she happy. gets so excited. <laughs> and I have to say, I will not hit you if you don't get to the point. And she gets all cryy. Just go. All right, fine. Anyway, we're doing this episode on the documentary Kink. <laughs> all that to just get to that one sentence. <laughs> well, I had kind of said it before and it just... I said it was about a kink documentary, <laughs> and now I'm telling you the title was Kink. That was it. Nice and short, sweet, and to the point. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Kink is a 2013 American documentary film produced by James Franco about the BDSM website kink.com. Which is amazing. I actually, I really enjoyed it, but it also wasn't what I thought it was going to be. The documentary? Yeah. What do you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be... Because it opens with the uh, the shot of the armory, yeah, from San Francisco, which I believe they're no longer in. No, which is sad. I know because like it was perfect. when that would come up on the screen, my pussy would get wet because like I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It was just it was, it's like Pavlov's dog, but with my pussy. Okay, so Pavlov's cat, Schrodinger's cat, is your pussy wet? Unless you, I don't know. <laughs> Forget it. You're working really this- hard to try to do that, and it's not working. No. It's not. I guess alcohol has kicked in. It's starting. Ready? Blame it on the alcohol. Okay, I'll just, you just. What? You don't know that song? Of course I do. You just suck at it. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have nothing. Yeah, you're right. right. So here, the one problem that I had with this, well, okay, there were several, but a big problem that I had with this was what was um, the main guy who was in the show? Was like the, what was he, the owner of the company or something like that? Hold on. I have to check my notes. I don't remember what his name was. I think I had it. Um, I thought I had it. I mean, I thought I had it too, but I'm... Uh, I'm it, well, I think it's, it's the guy... It's this guy, right? It's, it's the Peter, guy who started kink.com. Peter Ackworth, right? Is that him? I'm looking at the IMDB so. right yeah. now. He's the one who started kink.com. Is that who he is? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, anyway. there it is. I found it. Peter Ackworth founded yeah. Kink.com out of his graduate school dorm in 1997. Okay, see? see? I have my notes. Well, yeah. I didn't write that part down. Yeah. Um. So the prob- they focused a lot on him, and I kind of understand why, but I didn't give a shit about him. And that painting... Okay, do you saw this, the part about the painting that he had in his office? But it wasn't probably, but I don't remember. It was that like part. on the floor, and it was him and some other people, and they were no. naked. And what, I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck about this painting. Go back to the scenes. Go back to the filming of the scenes. Well, give I, me that more was info. Very interesting. So, so this whole thing came about because James Franco, the actor, was actually fil- nuts. Was actually filming scenes from a movie about Cherry. Was the name of it? Mm-hmm. And he was filming scenes at that at the San Francisco Armory, which was the headquarters of kink.com. And he was really fascinated by watching the dynamic between the actors and the production crew. And but James Franco was not in kink.com. No. Which kind of sucks, because that would have been even 
that would actually yeah. be really fun, right? And he was re- it, and watching the whole relationship between the actors and the production crew and watching them put scenes together, it apparently made him really fascinated with the BDSM culture. Now, I don't know if he actually then went further into BDSM or I know that he's kinky. I don't know that it's BDSM specific. Right. Oh, that's a whole nother episode. I know. I did that on purpose. That's, a, that's your little teaser. Come back if you want to understand a te- that. Yes. <laughs> I'm, you're not the only one that can do teasers. Okay. 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 Get down, girl. <laughs> Drink. I did. <laughs> that's the problem. Ah. Anyway, so he, he, was, he was talking to this director named Christina Voros. Um, at an interview at the Armory about doing an interview and eventually she agreed to do this film. And one of the people that we met in this was somebody that I, I like went, I kept pausing going, wait a minute, is that her? Is that the one that got you started? Mm-hmm. The infamous? Princess Donna. Yes. And she is literally the reason I got into Electro and if I ever actually meet her or if she is somehow finding this podcast and is listening and would like to do an interview with us, I swear to God, I will die. Don't Hero, die. hero worship to the extreme, rah-rah. You'll have to take over because I won't be able to speak. Again, is it a day ending and why? I, I got it. I can I take can over. Speak. Yeah, but I, I'll take over anyway. Yeah, you <laughs> will. But I will just be sitting there going, oh, my God. Does she have a TikTok? Probably not. Probably not. And if she doesn't, don't start one. Do not get sucked into that. Hey, Princess Donna. Somebody send this podcast to her. Anyway. But so, so now Kings.com is the largest producer of porn in the world. As we talked about, Peter Eckworth founded it while he was in graduate school in his dorm room. Which is genius. Right. And it's now a multi-million dollar business that employs over 100 people. And they probably make bank. Maybe. I, I don't know. I I don't know how much of it they get versus him or well, if there's a board. Or... So, for example, um, when they're doing certain scenes where they want authenticity. Well, they want he, they were very specific and they wanted authenticity for all the scenes. Mm-hmm. So the reactions are not fake. They're not acting. Yeah. Um, they're real reactions. They were really, really specifically mentioning that. But my favorite part was when they said there was like a scene that they were filming where the girl had to try and get away. Yes, I remember that the, scene. The, what was it, a gangbang scene? Yes. Potentially a gangbang scene. And she's supposed to be like a CNC right, kidnapping. kidnapping. They have her in this warehouse area. There's like just one mattress thing on the floor. Mm-hmm. Very g- gritty. Right. And they wanted her to run away in order to give her the motivation to actually fight. Oh, that was insane. Yeah. To actually try and get that as close to reality as possible they said they'd give her an extra what a th- extra thousand yeah. dollars yeah if she could actually get away right but or what, maybe it was higher than that but before as you're listening to this before you start freaking out about oh they bribed her and they did all this Mm-mm. here's the reality the scene wasn't working it it was i don't know if that it was too realistic or there were problems and she was uncomfortable but the director called basically a safe word and stopped it and re ended up redoing the entire scene differently mm-hmm. to make the actress more comfortable and feel safer and better. 
I, I don't remember what it was because I watched it a few a while ago. <sighs> I can't remember specifically what it was, but yeah. And then um, what was the other one that was really good during it was at the very beginning and it was a gay seat. It was a it was a bear dom and they had a guy tied up in mm -hmm. like a frame kind of looking thing. Yep. And the director of that scene was teaching the top or dom person. I don't remember which one he was supposed to be um, top in re regardless, teaching him how to punch correctly. Yeah, actually, I have all that in my notes because I'm just flinging I, stuff around. I know. What else is new? I'm going in order because I'm Virgo and you are fake Virgo and you're just everywhere. I told you I'm Gemini. I know. I identify as a Gemini. I understand. Well, I don't. Okay. And so I have my stuff in chronological order because that's how my brain no, works. No, but it's not as fun like that. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll just yeah, but talk that's about actually, what you That was at the about. beginning, so it's fine. So I, have okay. it. I do have it yes. in my notes. That actually leads well into one of the things that impressed me most about this. So this is, I guess I thought it was more about like the business aspect of it. Um, and it was really more about not even like the kink itself, but how the relationship between the directors and the actors. And as you said, the realism mm -hmm. and I went into this thinking like these people who do this porn, this is all fake. Not in this case. Right. And they were really adamant about it being real and, and not just the reactions real, but the, the BDSM kink aspect of it real. So you see them going over limits and checklists with the actors. Well, okay. That brings up another thing. I, this isn't from the actual move, like the, the documentary. I don't know if you ever actually watched any of the the stuff that they put out like the the website well not from there but i've seen a lot of their videos show up like on pornhub and different okay stuff. did you so what they do in pornhub and all the other sites is a lot of times they cut off a lot of the filming i actually was a member of kink.com for a couple of years that's how into this i got i paid for it mm -hmm. and in the original videos they show the negotiation in the beginning so as the old lady in the group who was watching porn before 1997. <laughs> I wasn't. And King.com. Well, remember, my first child was born in 95. So. Dude, I had just gotten, like, I was in high school in 97. So yeah. I hadn't reached this I point. I would have. Okay, let's figure this out. I would have lost my virginity in 1985. Holy shit. Okay, forget this. I'm. You make me feel like a baby, but I'm I'm old ish now so i how do you do this to me because i am old you, well you certainly don't act it yeah no i don't and i don't know <laughs> sometimes i wonder if that's good or bad but anyway, like, is that a compliment yeah, or like, like an insult <laughs> am i youthful or immature just depends on the day yes just depends on the day of the week folks <laughs> no not even that it depends on who you're with so with me doing this immature as fuck <laughs> do you remember how the whole time we talked about poop that's for the days yeah immature as fuck okay, okay. go ahead continue anyway um, I used to, I had, well, first they were VHS tapes and then eventually they became CDs. I just used to download my porn off of LimeWire. Yeah, no, I actually had VHS <laughs> tapes and then CDs, which is a funny, which I think I've shared the story about the time that my son, my middle son went into my room to watch a movie. Oh no. Yeah. And went to go put the DVD in and the porn movie was in there. Yep. 
And he goes, oh, mom, look what I found. This is dad's, right? Yes. Yes, it is, son. It was dad's. It was dad's porn. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, mom. He's like, I understand. Yeah, that's that's that what makes dad's, sense. Yeah, that tracks. Except it really, really, really doesn't. But he, I, I can't tell my son your dad's probably asexual. Or so. And you can't tell your son that you're a horny slut. No, can't. <laughs> he thinks I'm a virgin and we're just going to keep it that way. <laughs> and then the other son and the daughter are like, no, she's no. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, honey, no. <laughs> I'm supposed to go out with her and her friends, take them out to brunch to celebrate graduation. And I had I promised her I'd behave and I wouldn't embarrass her. Uh-huh. Did she get that in writing? No, but I did also threaten her. Oh, God. Where I told her my behavior would be based upon hers. As long as she was polite and respectful, I won't embarrass her. But the if she starts- second she turns on that snark, which, by the way, is such... Her snark is as much a part of her personality as your middle is to yours. Yes. If she turns on the snark and starts copying an attitude, I will not be held responsible. I love your parenting style, <laughs> You're like... Ah. It's different. I would emulate to be you if I were a parent. <laughs> you set the tone, honey. It's whatever. Anyway, so um, when you get the, the VHS tapes or the DVDs, you get the whole, mm -hmm. quote unquote. I'm making, I'm, I'm making air quotes here. The movie. <laughs> I don't know if it can really be counted as a movie, but okay. Well, the ones that I would get, they tried to have a plot. They would have a story. You mean just like your romance books? They try to have a plot? No. No. You do not compare my romance books <laughs> to porn. That has just, can we hurry up and get to the clothes off? I mean, not that there aren't romance novels that are like that. I'm currently reading one. Ooh, which one? Okay, well, technically it's not a, we're getting off topic. Okay. It's not a romance novel per se. Okay. It's for the upcoming fantasy BDSM episode. Okay, then yeah, that's different. I, yeah. Kink.com. Yes, kink.com. Anyway, so in those instances, you do see they have it at, they both have at the beginning and then again at the end. So at the beginning, the, the director, I'm assuming it's the director, who is sitting down usually with the female lead. Which in a whole hell of a lot of these cases is the bottom. Yeah. I, well, that's also what I was watching. I right. was not watching the female dominant male male submissive right and porn. i was right so with the ones that i was watching it was always female bottoms and they would always go over they would go over exactly what the scene was about what was going to happen and you would see these women say i understand and i agree and then they would have at the end after the scene was over because they were usually wrapped in a blanket you could tell their makeup and hair was all almost Must. up Half the time the blanket was down around their waist or the robe was right. flapped open, which was completely different than it was at the beginning. The robe was closed in the beginning. Yeah. And they would go over again. How was that? Did you enjoy it? So it was very clear they are trying to make you very much aware that this is consensual, that they understand it. But I really, I really appreciate it. Like in that one scene that you were talking about. With the two guys. With the two guys and the male director. Which he was fascinating. So he is an Asian, the director's Asian male who talked about how he got into all this. And part of what got him into all this is he's gay 
and he found so much discrimination within the Asian community. Yes. For being a gay man. Also, wasn't he raised very Christian is what he said, too? He might have been. I think that's what he said. But he went he would really go over consent. And I heard that word consent a lot. And he was very careful to make sure at all times at the bottom was comfortable. I remember him calling out the top at one point. The whole he called the top over to teach him how to properly punch, punch safely and and uh uh twist the nipples yeah and all of that yeah um there was also another scene where it was where this was a femdom scene and the director was female and <laughs> i love this one because this one seems like an oxymoron she was teaching the the dominant how to safely step on a dick yeah and i think there was some she asked him about face slapping Mm-hmm. And he looked a little bit like, uh, I don't really want to. But then he said, okay. And she called him out on that. She's like, look, if you don't want to do it, if you're not comfortable with face slapping, we don't do face slapping. And then he was like, okay, well, I'll think about it. But she picked up on that. Mm-hmm. And I really, really appreciate how well the directors picked up on the body language. They would, They would not only monitor the sub, the bottom in these scenes, but they would also monitor the top. And that's why that director picked up on the the top not punching correctly mm-hmm. yep. because he was trying not to hurt the bottom right. when he was punching his pecs. And the director was like, no, here's how you do this. It makes a sound that we want, but it doesn't really hurt them. But you have to follow through because we actually do want him hurt in this case. Well, one of the things that they talked about, you had already mentioned about the realness. They really wanted real responses and real mm-hmm. emotions. And they one of the main reasons they said that they want that is so that they can tell when somebody is in true distress. Yeah. Which I very, very much appreciated. You know, they were worried that if you're acting, and especially a lot of these are the things like the gangbang. I mean, that was usually my favorite thing to watch is... The one woman and like the five plus you, guys. You need to watch Princess Donna's gangbang. Like normally she's a top in all of this. And actually, I didn't know this. I thought she was just one of the Dom's mm-hmm. actresses that got paid. But she was in the um, the actual admin side of this too. And I learned that from that documentary. Yeah. I had no idea. But you need to watch her gangbang because that was ridiculous. <laughs> but they talked about the fact that they need to be able to see when somebody is really in trouble and if they're acting like they're really in trouble, Mm -hmm. then how do they know? It's a crying wolf situation. And they did not want that just in case, because how could you tell? Right. I was so impressed with the safety aspect of all this, because, you know, there seems to be this, this idea within this, within porn, with the sex work that these women are forced to. No, they, these were not. Now look, are there women who are forced to do sex work? Absolutely. Unfortunately, yes. But not these people doing this particular. No. And um, there was, they they interviewed a lot of the, oh, can I move on to this part? Sure. Okay. They interviewed a lot, a lot, a lot of the dominance that they were filming. I don't remember. I didn't quite finish it the second round. Did they ever interview Princess Donna? I don't remember. I don't think they got to them, but mm-hmm. the we already talked about the two. There was the gay Asian director 
There was the female director who does a lot of, uh, she directs mostly the femdom stuff and male submissive. There was Tomcat, who I really, really liked. And Tomcat was a lesbian who did a lot of the, um, did she do mostly the lesbian porn? I'm trying to remember exactly. Well, then there was another guy who, this was one of my favorites, um, the guy in the blue overalls. He was the guy that did the fuck machines. Yeah. That was his entire shtick was fuck machines. I did like those. Those were awesome. I would love to get fucked by a fuck machine. That's actually on my bucket list. I have a Sibian. Which I still haven't tried. And I keep telling you, whatever you want, before before you leave today, if you want. Um, I will ask Daddy J. <laughs> that might be interesting. We have a shower date later, so... I don't know if he'd appreciate me doing that, but unless we don't let you orgasm, so it's oh shit, no. So it's, it's if I'm edging. gonna look, actually, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that's not fair, but actually, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, no. Ooh, I, I got an idea. Next party, I'm gonna have you do it while I do a blood scene. So you're gonna have to. Ha- so it's gonna mess up your brain because there's gonna be enjoyment and yuck all at the same time. I won't make you face the blood scene. I was so going to say, I'm, I'm not watching it, am I? No, you don't have to watch it because I'm not, I don't want you to pass out while you're, while you've got the dildo okay, stuck just make up sure your there's, pussy. Yeah, no, just make sure there's somebody else who's like getting something done where they're screaming. Yeah. And that'll be fine. Yeah. And I'll just face away. Would that be public humiliation for you if we make you ride that in front of other people? Yes, massively. And I, I actually, to be perfectly honest, I'm sitting here considering whether or not I would actually do that. Fair enough. It would have to be a very limited people. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I don't know them, that would do not. I wouldn't. Yep. I wouldn't really be into that. But we could talk about that. That actually be a really cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, right. kings.com. Anyway, so, yeah, it was. Now I forgot totally because like my mind we, is going we started off. talking about I got, the my different mind is like just thinking about that. Yeah, so you're welcome. I know. <laughs> Thinking about me writing a civvy and right. making you hot. I, huh? I think for me, what I what I took away from this whole documentary that impressed me was how committed they were to like lifestyle rules. Yes, to following things. Like one of the tops talked about how he never does anything to anybody else that he hasn't experienced himself. I believe that was the guy in the overalls. I forget his name. Yeah. Yeah. Or the fact that all the directors are dominants and tops themselves. And they are actually in the lifestyle. At least the ones that they were showing this during this documentary. Yeah, there were a few I know of that they did not interview. Uh, there was, so let's see, the, there was a scene. And this is a, this is something that I personally appreciated. When pr- There was a scene that they were filming of Princess Donna and some blonde who they were doing like admin work. Mm-hmm. And they had like a bunch of pictures and stuff taped around the computer screen and they were trying to schedule a scene and one of the things that one of them said was no she can't do Wednesday because she's in class that day and I was just like damn they like have this shit memorized they they really worked hard on getting to know their actors Mm -hmm. and the fact that she just knew off the top of her head that that one had class I was like that actually speaks really really well of them as like an admin team yeah well i mean there's a whole discussion they talked about the importance of safe words yeah now i will say they did the old sub has all the power 
well, crap. Because think about when this one was filmed. Right. And think about when this guy got started. Well, and listen, there's still a lot of people who use that terminology. Well, that's that's what I learned. That's how I learned it. Well, so did I. And that was around listen, the same but time it's the period. Same thing with SSC. Yes. Right? People all, still use that. We, listen, when I hear people say Sub has all the power or they follow SSC, I'm, I make assumptions about them. That they're old guard? No, not that they're old guard. That they are mostly kinking privately at home versus are out in the community where they're being exposed right. to the newer ways of doing things. Because granted that those two specific things have only been within the last five, maybe six years right. that they have started to develop. I, I don't even think six years because I've been in the lifestyle eight and that's what I learned when I started. Yeah. So, but it started, I'm telling you right around five years, give or take yeah. a year or so, that's when all that started to change. Honestly, TikTok. When know. TikTok started becoming really huge for kink, that's when all of this stuff started to change because that's when the information was spread faster. Possibly. That's just my theory. But I just, my theory is that because it's, it's being spread through community intake, because I'm telling you at least the ones that I'm running into, and trust me, I'm on TikTok way more than I probably should ever admit to being on TikTok. Um <laughs> You did promise to show me how to do it in your last live, though. We're not done recording. We'll, we'll right. sit there. Um, I am finding that because there's still a lot of SSC and subs have and subs have all the power. That's still huge. Yeah. And see, like I learned that. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't like that. Now, as more of a top, I really don't like that. They have to be equal. Yeah. Well, the, the answer is really what it, they're, it's just missing. A, it's just missing some words. So the sub has all the power over themselves. Yes. The sub has autonomy, but so does the dom. There's caveats. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the people who are kinking privately at home and are therefore not exposed to the evolution of kink. Because, I mean, look, kink, like anything else, is going to evolve. As more people come into it and more people change. I mean, I had a lovely conversation with somebody the other day where they were talking about they'd never had a soft dom before. They were used to the hard doms, and this was the first time they'd had a soft dom. Being my eyes crossed listening to that word, I still hate it. Right, but the point is, is I understood what they meant by the hard versus the soft because I've been exposed to it. I don't like those terms, but I understood the language because Granted. I've been exposed to it. Granted. Right. And we did an entire episode on the evolution of kink. Well, at least the labels. No, I did oh, an entire we? episode on the history okay. and evolution of kink. Oh, yes, but we didn't we didn't cover modern evolution. That was No, I just did up to when it really, really started to pick yeah. up and get big. Yeah. So I, I understand like back in I don't remember when this movie came out. Two thousand thirteen. Thirteen. Right? Yeah. So back then that makes sense in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, it was ten years ago. That they were saying. Um but that is what was interesting is I think this documentary seemed to be more about a lesson in kink itself than about kink.com in what they were showing and the things that they were talking about when they're talking about safe words and subs have power well, and limits and boundaries and the teaching, teaching tops and the top saying, I don't do anything to somebody else I haven't had done to me. Well, okay. So if you think about that, that actually makes a lot of sense from the original idea was James Franco suddenly getting really interested in this. And if you take it from the standpoint that he didn't really know anything about it and was mm -hmm. learning 
then that that totally makes sense. Yeah. So this could be one of those things where you say, oh, like put this on your list of things to look at if you're in the beginning stages of learning about kink mm-hmm. and learning about BDSM. This is really good. Granted, it was from 10 years ago, so there's been some changes, but the basics are there, and this could be one of your resources. It definitely, I mean, I know a lot of people who learn their kink from porn. I did. I think you need to still take it with a grain of salt. That's where I literally learned all the electro porn stuff. Yeah. I I still don't know that I would say use that as like your only resource. No. And that's when you have to get in and you have to talk to people and you have to go places and learn. Because I still think maybe not so much from a kink standpoint, but from a sexual standpoint, it's not that accurate. I mean, if you follow what they do, pretty much any woman can squirt and any woman can have multiple orgasms and any woman could easily orgasm. No. And I've got two of those three. But I also know I'm an exception. Wait, say them again. Uh, Squirting. Okay. No. Multiple. Mm Mm-hmm. And easy no. to orgasm. No. Yeah. I have one. I have two. Well, what is it? Like 25% of women can vaginally orgasm. Everybody else needs a clit stimulator. Yeah, I can vaginally orgasm. Yeah, you lucky bitch. And I can multi-orgasm and orgasm really easily. I once... A, no. But it I don't takes squirt. Me, it takes me a hot minute. But I don't squirt. I've never squirted. Well, a friend of ours uh, said that after the first time she squirted, she's done it like ever since. I've squirted twice. And my I had to be a pretzel. To, to, because in order for them to hit the spot that caused the squirting, my legs were like way over my head. And it's try not, that. not a comfortable position to be in for any length of time and to be pounded in that position. Hmm. So it's, yeah, I mean, we, listen, I am very much aware that I'm lucky. I did not know I was lucky. I, prior to living a kink lifestyle in my vanilla life, we never had these discussions. Of course you wouldn't. I tried to. Nobody wanted to. (laughs) And so I learned. But when you watch porn, right? Mm -hmm. How many of these women squirt? Uh, Well, I never actually know. The ones that I would watch, they didn't. Oh, the ones I would watch, they did. Because like, because, well, because straight vanilla porn does nothing for me. Ah. So the audio in me. I don't know. I watched gangbangs. I don't know that I'd call that straight vanilla. No, that is not. (laughs) But when I'm what I'm talking about, the ones where they usually squirt or, or how just hit myself <laughs> in the face with the microphone, the ones where they would squirt and do all of that typical stuff that you're talking about, that would be the straight vanilla porn that never did shit for me. No, it wasn't loud enough. It wasn't screamy enough. It wasn't like if you do a CNC scene where it's a straight couple. Fuck. Yeah, that's great. The ones who are using an implement like at the doctor. If it goes to just them fucking, I'm bored. Well, I never watched that. I was watching Bondage. I was watching a lot that was probably done at Kings.com. I was watching Bondage. I was wa- was watching um, either they were suspended and being fucked while they were suspended or I, or they were tied to the bed. Did you ever see the one from, I, it was definitely Kink.com because it was that one guy in the overalls, the fuck machine one. Where she was strapped to, they have several of these, it's a forced orgasm one. The bottom signs a contract that says they will be forced to orgasm for a specific amount of time. And then they go brain dead. It looks like they're speaking in tongues. 
I might have. I don't remember exactly. Or they're possessed. But I remember that one specifically. It's um, they use the machine, the vibrator, the whatever, and they just make them come over and over. Oh and there was over. a scene in in this in the documentary that I went, "Huh, I'd be interested in trying that." She was suspended by her ankles, mm-hmm. which, first of all, they did something that if my rigor was still here, I'd be saying, "We got to do this." They taped the ankles first. Oh, and then suspended and then, from that? No, they didn't suspend from the tape. Oh. They put the tape on first and then the rope so that the rope was not digging into the ankles. Oh. Because the tape, the tape, and I've been suspended with rope from the ankles. I didn't notice that. Yeah, well, because I've been suspended in that position multiple times. No, and, I missed that completely. And okay, and cool. It's not the most comfortable position to be. Right. When I did my birthday suspension and I turned into a pinata, that's how I was hung. By your ankles, yeah. By my ankles. Well, I skipped that part. You weren't there for that? Nope. Ah. Why? I don't know. That's weird. I was at your birthday, but I wasn't there for the pinata. I also did, I was not there for your birthday cake. Oh, yeah. I usually don't watch your birthday scene because it has something to do with blood and pokies. Well, I did have candy stapled to me because exactly I was a pinata. Why, that's why I didn't gotcha. look at it. Anyway, I was suspended by my ankles. And I watched the I watched the, with the tape first. I went, "That's brilliant." But what really got me is then they took a Sibian and turned it upside down and put the Sibian in her between her legs. Yeah. So she was riding the Sibian upside down while suspended by the ankles, and I was just like, "So would people have to hold the Sibian against you?" No, because or would it just be a gravity thing? Well, the Sibian was attached also to to rope that was attached to the frame. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow, I missed the scene. Did but, I stop there? But then there's obviously the dildo, which is in her. So it keeps it, mm-hmm. by the dildo being in her, it keeps it attached where it needs to be to her. And it was forced orgasms. And I was like, want to try that? Well, maybe we should talk to your a, a rigger here and see what we can uh, well, get for you. I don't know when I will. I, I have to find a rigger that I would trust as much as I trusted my last rigger. And that may that may be a while, yeah. And, um, but I was fascinated by that. Um, they did do some business talk where they talked about what they can and can't do, and some of this confused me. So they talked about how they can't do bestiality or rape or even use the words forced because of the credit card pe- companies that they use for business purposes. So the people who like, so when you sign up for it yes. and you pay, FetLife's gone through it. A lot of different companies that do adult content it stuff. It has to have an alternate name. Right. But I found, so that really confused me about the rape and the, the bestiology. That's fine. I've never actually seen any of that. But the rape and can't use the words forced surprised me because I have seen many where I don't know how to. That's, that's how I Google search it. Right. One of my all-time favorite ones that I've ever watched is somebody breaks into this house because the guy owes money. And the guy's there, and they tie him to a chair, and then they take his, his female partner and tie her to the kitchen table. And he's forced to watch them while they all go one after the other on her. Ooh, forced cuck and railroading. Right? So Train? Now, I don't, I don't know if maybe that's not considered quote unquote rape 
because then you see her enjoying it. So was that a kink.com one or was that just a rando? I couldn't tell you. So I think in, if they were to do that in kink.com, they would have made that a little more realistic instead of the enjoyment part. But I don't really know because they they were talking about realism and mm-hmm. that comes across as more fantasy, what right. you were talking about. But like even the one that we were talking about, about that woman who was offered if she could actually get away. Yeah. Right. Isn't that a forced sex scene? Or to try and, well... They paid her to try and get away to make it more realistic so she would actually fight them. Right. And so, she did. She actually got away for a hot second and then they got her. But that's what confused me because here they are. Here they were. He was talking about how we can't do stuff like that because of the billers, the credit card companies. And yet they are doing that. So that did confuse me. Yeah, I could see how um, that would be confusing. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe they just label it something different. Yeah, I know. I love the they actually talk. They refer to the they don't refer to them as actors. They're called models. Oh, yeah. And I love they said, like, they talked about who they would and would not accept as a model. And one of the things they said, they won't accept somebody who doesn't know what they like and want. Yes. you Yes, because of that negotiation that they do at the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you don't know what you like or want, you won't get accepted because they don't want you maybe doing something that turns out to be a limit for you that you didn't know was a limit. Yeah, and they also want you to be able to communicate very clearly what your limits are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry. I was trying to... I have an itch. Well, can't you just... Well, but my hands were on either side of the mic, and when I brought my hand to the other side so I could scratch the itch, I bumped into the mic. I bet you like scratching that itch. I do. <laughs> I do. Well, we talk about kink. I, well, and we, we talk about kink every single time. You've just never noticed my scratching before. Wow. Okay. There is a whole discussion about porn versus um, feminism, which I I did really enjoy. You know, there's listen. There's a lot of people who don't understand how a femme can be a submissive and still claim they're a feminist. Quite easily, actually. Feminism is about choice. That is their choice. Done. If your choice is to be a stay-at-home mom. Feminism, because it's right. your choice. If your choice is to work, feminism, because it's your choice. A lot of people still seem to struggle with that. They think they think feminism is we all want to be feminazis. No. Well, okay, so uh, last, uh, what was it, last week I was we were at Risque? Mm-hmm. There's a girl, one of my regulars on my table, and she was telling me how she has a, sub, uh, a service daddy. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, yeah, my daddy is kind of a service daddy. He does a lot of that stuff for me and uh, likes to take care of me. That's his thing. So I was like, I I see where this is coming from. And she was like, I'm a princess. He has to, you know, take care of me and he has to make sure my life is fantastic. And I was like, okay, that sounds like rah-rah. I see where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. Great, great. We're on the same page. And then I said. See, now you're the one bumping. My hand's not touching anything. No, I'm creaking, not bumping. Is it I'm, the mic that's creaking or yes. your body? No, I was leaning on it and <laughs> it just started creaking. Just and, saying right, it's not me. Just put your hands behind your back and we'll... <laughs> it's a very kinky position we're in right I now. I know, that, which Boobs is why out, I'm smiling. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> Keep you, going. I'm happy. You have to stay like that. I don't. <laughs> She's grinning right now, you guys. Like She looks yeah, like... I'm a, very happy. <laughs> I'm like I'm like in a, in a informal TK. Did I just order you to be in position and you did it? Yeah. 
because I wanted to. Uh huh. Because I have all the power. Oh yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> But that was your choice to follow directions. Therefore, well, because feminism. You said, because you said something and I went, oh, I like it. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. But I like it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's okay, guys. Robert just followed my orders. That's all I care yeah, about. It's okay. You still kiss my ass. Go ahead. But you followed my orders. So yeah. I think we're even now. Mm-hmm. So when I told her that I like being a service bottom, mm-hmm. she got this look on her face like, but you're a top. Like you're this badass electro top. What are you doing? And I was like, no, I kind of like the 1950s housewife thing. Like when I'm at home, like if I'm off work for however long because of a vacation or whatever, mm-hmm. I can, I, I like doing that. I like doing the. Okay, but that's, that's not what I would view as a service bottom. I, but it, to me, it's acts of service right, to take care of things that, for that's him. That's a service submissive type of mentality. A service bottom. Because I've done that for for I so I was misusing the word yeah. Sir, I service submissive is what I meant. Yeah, you're right. But that's what I like to do. But the point is, she was looking at me like I was nuts. Like, why would you want to do that? And like, that is my choice. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to yeah. do. It makes me happy. Yeah, I can be a total badass femdom, ninety five percent of the time. But with this one person and the only person I will do that with, because that is the only person I am comfortable doing it with. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Ra, when I first started looking, I specifically was trying to find a daddy. I was literally daddy hunting. I was looking for the person that I could feel comfortable doing this with. Mm -hmm. A million times lucky me, I actually managed to find him. Right. Not many people do. That's the whole thing, the feminism part. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. they choose to do porn that's their choice rara and i choose to do basically sex work that's our choice well i've done pro dom work so that is pro doms are considered sex workers even though we don't sex exactly that's what we both do so i mean could your your feet thing yeah that's still considered sex work right Mm -hmm. because it's a sexual fetish that he has well yes Mm -hmm. okay there we go and he gets off from it okay then i don't touch his penis Mm -hmm. you don't do the sex part right but it is still considered sex work it is considered very much considered sex work yeah i think it really comes down to the patriarchy doesn't like it when women make the choice to use our bodies to make money oldest job in the world however I don't give a fuck what they think. Mm -hmm. I have fun doing it. They in the porn industry, a lot of them have fun doing it. And you can tell from this documentary, they enjoy it. They certainly seemed happy and content. Um, They talked about the fact that any person on the set can call Red. Be it the actors, models, Models, whatever they're called. models. Models. Be it the director. Be it the sound person. And you Be see the it camera happen. person they film that being the camera person. If anybody sees a problem and feels they need to call red, they're allowed to call red. And I thought that was fantastic. And that's something way more modern, I think, than they realized. Because remember the whole the subs have all the power. The sub can call red, all that. People don't normally think that the dom or top or demo person mm-hmm. can call red. People don't, th- well, they, they do realize that like security people in a dungeon situation can call red on something mm-hmm. that they see all the time. But 
they don't see it when the tops call red. I about called red on somebody the other day before they even got on my table. I refused them. That was one of the only times I've ever refused. Yeah. And the only reason you you don't think about it is because we very rarely ever use the terminology red. We're the ones doing. So we just stop doing. We don't have to actually say the word. We just stop doing. We're just like, "Mm -mm." we're done. Nope. We're stopped doing. All done. Bye bye. Yeah. Like if for Electroplay specifically, if they're coming up and they're already drunk. No. Yeah. But it's not even just the top. It's the director. Mm -hmm. The cameraman. The sound guy. Anybody on the set can call red, which which to me means that the people who aren't directly involved in the scene are acting as dungeon monitors, which is a really cool way to look at it because they can see it from different angles that the director may not even catch. Right. I mean, ultimately, the director themselves is going to be a dungeon monitor, but so is anybody and everybody else. And I appreciate that they allow those people to have the power. Well, that's like if we're doing scenes in your dungeon, somebody may notice something who's just watching. Mm -hmm. They can technically call red. Have they ever done it? I don't know. But it's a thing that's allowed and possible and even encouraged. Do you know they even talked about aftercare? Did they? And making sure that anybody who needs aftercare gets aftercare. Which implies not everybody needs it. Well, yes. I'm not implying it. I'm saying that outright. Not everybody needs it. There's no implying on this no, one. No, but they implied it. Yes. But it's, again, I was really impressed that that they really, truly follow the foundations of kink in everything that they are doing with this, which made me feel better about the fact that people turn to these movies for some lessons. And I would definitely recommend using this as a primer, as a beginning resource. It was pretty good. Yeah. Overall, it was pretty good. I, I recommend watching this documentary. It's only an hour and a half, so it's not going to take a, a, lot of, a lot of time out of your day. And I think you will be pleasantly surprised at how cautious they are and how much they follow the same traditional safety rules that we in the dungeon follow. So overall... So we're all thumbs up. Yeah, me too. Thumbs up. Uh, if you have other kind of movies like this, documentaries, whatever, that you would be interested in having TV us, shows, we've done that before. Having us watch, please reach out. Let us know. We find this fascinating. Oh, we'd love to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Books, movies, TV shows, reviews are like starting to become kind of a shtick. Yeah, I think they are. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. 
You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.